0: Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again as we take uh, uh, this Tuesday morning devotion and we unpack uh, the sermon from the previous uh, Sunday. Uh, our text uh, was from Acts chapter 21, and we, we looked at uh, verses 1 through 26. I'll, I'll zero in today on verses 20 through 22. So uh, if you've got a Bible and it's a convenient time for you to do so, you can uh, uh, grab it and turn to to Acts uh, 21. Uh, Just a pause as as we start. Uh, uh, Obviously, uh, yesterday was a very special day for me. And uh, I think 20 years for, for God to be gracious enough. To allow me to pastor the same church for 20 years is indeed a gracious thing Uh, on the part of our congregation. uh, I serve uh, because you allow me to serve, and I serve because God has called me to serve uh, at this particular place and this particular time. So I appreciate all of those that uh, put in what is obviously a lot of work. Uh, and so it is very much appreciated. So thank you for yesterday and thank you for uh, the 20 years. And, and uh, hopefully uh, we've got quite a few uh, more left. I, I don't think we'll be doing a, a 40th anniversary with me as the pastor. That uh, that seems like a bit of a stretch. But uh, who knows what God has in store for us. Um, okay, from yesterday, I, I called to your attention something that might have been fairly unsettling for a lot of people. And I raised the issue and I referred to a commentary by James Montgomery Boyce, very highly regarded, conservative, uh, a Presbyterian, and he he knows better now. He's with the Lord. Uh, But um, uh, he made the comment that he thought Paul was mistaken in taking this trip to Jerusalem. And um, uh, then I said also, uh as mentioned was it uh wise for him to submit to the council of the elders in jerusalem to go through the purification rituals uh two related but but separate uh questions and let me be sure that you understand that is not a question uh, related to the integrity the the inspiration, the infallibility of the Word of God. That, that is not what that question is about. I think most people are aware that the Bible is brutally honest in uh, its record of the failures of the, the many figures uh, whose lives are described throughout the course of the Bible, Old Testament or New Testament. Uh, whether it is uh, the characters from the judges or whether it's the kings, inclusive of David and Solomon, their failures are are well documented. And the same thing in the New Testament, uh, where there is failure, it is highlighted. And it stands in contrast to the fact that our Savior never fails. Uh, Whether it was a judge or a king of Old Testament Israel, uh, in the broadest sense, Their failure was uh, an emphatic statement that there needed to be a perfect king or one who could uh, uh, accomplish a perfect deliverance. And there's only one who's ever done that, his name is Jesus and so the failures of any of the characters of the bible uh, point out to the ne- point to the necessity of jesus and so the bible's honest about that so it's, we're not saying the bible is, got it wrong or anything like that just, but but could apostle have the apostle paul made a strategic and even a sinful error in going to jerusalem i certainly would not say he made an error in going to jerusalem uh, the question of the rituals is a little different, uh, and again, I would not be so bold as to say that he made a mistake, but it does raise some questions, and we're gonna we'll deal with it more uh, in uh, uh, the days uh, ahead. It, that uh, we'll come back uh, to that, uh, all of the implications, and uh, certainly his his willingness willingness to go into the lion's den. Uh, for the sake of the gospel is significant. So let's, let's look at the, the text I highlighted a moment ago, verse 20, and we'll read through verse 22. Uh, this is uh, flowing out of the meeting with the, the elders in Jerusalem, and I, I pointed out what I think is significant, that one who without question was an apostle uh, was willing uh, to submit himself to the authority of the elders of the, lo- the local church. And again, none of them were apostles. James was the Lord's brother. And so that's, a, that's an interesting thing, to, I think, to observe. And when they heard it, they glorified God, and they said to him, You see, brother, how many thousands there are among the Jews who have believed. They are zealous for the law, and they have been told about you, that you teach all Jews who are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children or walk according to our customs. What then is to be done? they will certainly hear that you have come. And then they go on to propose uh, their solution or their resolution or their remedy for the issue. And first and foremost, we must understand that this is either a misunderstanding or an outright lie because that is not what Paul had done. Uh, He has great concerns for the proper understanding of the law. Uh, but he in no way uh, suggested that Jews should not follow uh, certain aspects of the law, which, namely uh, that, uh, th- that they could go ahead and circumcise their children, they could observe the dietary laws, but they must do it uh, with, a, with a, a, a sincere and a deep understanding that these are cultural things uh, they're not things by which we earn any uh, standing before God they're not they're not salvific and if you're relying on your performance under any aspect of the law to give you extra credit before God uh, then you're in profound spiritual danger you're in fact uh, undermining the gospel by adding to it good works and so, This is uh, an an indictment. He had already written the Galatian letter. He was quite clear uh, about it. But yet at the same time, it's something that could be misunderstood. And it's certainly uh, likely uh, that uh, things, communications, or even individuals went back to Jerusalem. And maybe uh, they had uh, 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 miscommunicated and embellished that which the Apostle Paul uh, stood for. And so uh, I, I must admit I, I don't think I'm a fan of, of how the elders advised. Uh, they gave in to uh, the group of critics, uh, and so it's not you know when, when critics are right you try to uh, listen to their criticism, and if you're wrong, and particularly if you're sinfully wrong, you, you repent. Uh, but uh, Paul hadn't done anything wrong, and and so. Uh, uh, Again, there, there's there's a lot of questions there. I think it's something that you think about. Uh, he, he was submitting himself to the legitimate authority of that local church. But yet there's always a, a fine line and a, a line that we always must discern between compromising with those who would undermine and maybe even are complete enemies to the gospel and doing something to... Um, accommodate uh, so that uh, barriers may be lowered for the sake of the communication of the gospel or for the sake of the true unity of the church. And so uh, uh, those things are um, um, always uh, things that are difficult, uh, particularly in, in the, the, the real time and space that we live in. Uh, to, to to discern uh, to what degree do we want to uh, uh, make appeals that may allow us to cross a bridge for the sake of the gospel, and to what degree are we compromising the gospel. And so uh, those are questions that we continue to ask, and I would ask you to continue to think about uh, in our own lives as we certainly want to uh, have a a bridge into the lives of the unbelieving world. The gospel is for God's enemies. The gospel is for unbelievers. Uh, But we don't want to do anything uh, that could lead to a a misunderstanding as to the nature of the gospel. So we will continue this. We've got uh, quite a journey uh, through these closing chapters of the book of Acts. I look forward to it. I pray that this is a blessing to your day and I'll look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.